Hi, I'm Patty Peterson, and I want to welcome to Jazz 88 my longtime friend, saxophonist, percussionist, vocalist, writer, Mr. Jose James. And we're going to talk about a special concert he's got coming up on uh, November 17th. And I want to say hello to you, Jose. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Hi, hi, Patty. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. We are longtime friends. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about you, and we're going to be talking about your show that you've got coming up in just a short while, and your love for this man's music. But first of all, um, I want to say that your show that's coming up is at Crooners, November 17th, and it's the music of whom? Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've put together? Once again, it's November 17th, and it's the music of Grover Washington Jr., and specifically uh, from an album called Wine Light, which is one of his best-selling CDs or albums back in the day. This album came out 43 years ago. No Uh, kidding. January 1st, 1980. And that music has stayed with me for, I mean, a lot of the songs on the, on off the CD are still playing. They play every day on the radio, just the two of us, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, but a lot of the other songs, people probably haven't heard that unless they bought that record, uh, even though when they bought it, because it's just the two of us, you know, a lot of it's been forgotten. Well, but, and uh, that uh, record actually was an LP. It was long it enough was ago. It was an I, LP. And I remember Steve Faison, another great percussionist and vocalist hey. in town, having it and loaning it to me. And it was, I believe, and tell me if this is right, that... Grover Washington Jr. was one of the first people to really create what we now call the smooth jazz or contemporary jazz sound. Is that true? That is exactly true because that was, uh, you know, the, 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 it wasn't called smooth jazz back then, but that's what he was playing. And he was, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the other jazz musicians that were more traditional were kind of upset with him. Because he started to get popular and they started to say, hey, people are calling what you're doing jazz and what we're doing, what what about us? You know, so he had that, you know, I remember some interviews where he was having those those conversations and they were they were upset at, at him, but they weren't calling it smooth jazz back then. Because when uh, Mr. Magic came out, that kind of broke a new ground. Jazz with the R&B and the whole thing. It was great. And right. I thought it was just for me, it's just like I'm soaking it all up. Well, and I loved it too. And it wasn't fusion as we knew it, like Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock, which was, was a contemporary jazz all to itself. This one was, oh, it's feel good jazz. I don't even feel know good. what moniker we would have put on it back in those days. It might have been soul R&B, might have been under that umbrella. But you know, the funny thing about this is that I heard uh, Kenny G talking about, because Kenny G uh, in some ways, was kind of tied in with Grover. That's how that's how he basically all the stuff that he's doing is started by him, you know, being a big fan of Grover. I think his dad, Kenny G's dad, was Grover. I think he was like a doctor or something. Had something to do with Grover, and that's how he knew Kenny. And Kenny Goodness. started, you know, and he played saxophone. And uh, he took a lot of lot of things. He soaked up a lot of things from 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 Grover. So he felt and, inspired and, by. And him. Now he became. And the funny thing is, he became the guy that was known as the smooth jazz guy, which is Kenny G. Right. You know? 
That's exactly right. right. Wow. I never knew that part of the story. Yeah. Well, Grover, uh, you're intimating that he was a, a straight ahead jazz player before he went into this other style of music. Is that right? Yes, he did. He played straight ahead and he played uh he played with a lot of the the C. I mean, I remember seeing the first time I heard him was playing with the CTI records, uh, the label. That was a great label. They had some of the most, I mean, the most wonderful uh covers. They had oh. the most interesting pictures, and they were a label that was new, and uh, they had all the top jazz players playing on it. You know, with Freddie Hubbard, and, and they had the. Uh, uh, you know, they had, uh, you know, Ron Carter and Billy Cobham. I mean, they just had a, an array of all the best players on every record. You know, even George Benson was on that label back then. And that's the first time I heard it. It was more, started going more towards the the, the soul, jazz, R&B kind of thing. And uh, with Grover. So obviously, Grover Washington Jr. Uh, realized that he was onto something. And it seems as though he chose to stay with this style of music because of his popularity. Uh, talk a little bit about some of these songs that you've already name dropped. Wine Light and did you say Mr. Magic? Yes. Uh, just the two of us. Talk about the popularity of those. And will you be doing them, Jose, in your show coming up on uh, November 17th at Crooners? Let me say this. The whole show is dedicated to that to the one album, Wine Light. I call it oh, Wine Light, which we will be playing all the songs. And you know, the funny thing is that that album doesn't, it doesn't, it only has six songs, which is, is I always thought, oh, this thing's got to be like 10, 12 songs. No, it only has six songs on it. And I'm going, that is genius. It has Wine Light, Let It Flow, is another, is another song that was written uh, for uh, uh, Dr. J, because, you know, uh, Grover was a, he's from Philly and he's, you know, Philadelphia, the whole thing. Basketball star at that time was Dr. J. So he wrote Let It Flow. And then we have In the Name of Love. We'll, we'll do Take take Me There, Make Me a Memory, uh, Soulful Strut. We'll do, um, and of course, Just the Two of Us. Those were the only songs on that record. So, and, and, and it has a certain feel. It has a kind of a wine drinking, kind of a real relaxing, and the way he played the whole thing was just the way it was recorded and, and the vibes, the feel-good vibes was so great that I've always had that album playing somewhere, you know, and it was it's just a great, great feel-good record. And so we'll be playing all those songs. Plus, I of see. course, Mr. Yes. Magic. You oh. can't leave town, you can't leave the show without <laughs> playing Mr. Magic. There you go. I'm speaking with Jose James, and he's got a show coming up at Crooners on November 17th. And he's got just a wonderful group of people to help him celebrate the music of Grover Washington Jr. And Jose is a saxophonist, percussionist, and vocalist. And so joining you on stage is who, Jose? On stage, uh, we're going to have on drums, Brian Kendrick. On bass, we'll have Patrick Nelson. We'll have Devo will be playing guitar and Tommy Barbarella will be playing keyboards. C. Harris is going to be playing percussion. Of course, I'll be doing, you know, playing saxophone. And then I have an invited, uh, invited a vocalist who's uh, Lamont Keaton. And uh, he'll be doing, uh, he'll sing the vocals. And a couple songs that we, that we, of course, just the two of us and another uh, kind of a, another forgotten song that, uh, that Bill Withers sang too, because Bill Withers sang these songs. It's called Soul Shadows. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, this is fun. What time does the show start? The show starts at eight. Okay. So we'll, it'll be a, probably a 90 minute show and get ready to have a great time. Well, I love that. And um, okay, so that's November 17th. You can go to croonersmn.com for ticket information. And um, I want to now talk a little bit about you. When you and I talk, you know, there's a little hint of an accent. You're not originally from the Twin Cities. Tell me a little bit about your past. Well, you know, uh, Patty, I grew up in, in on the Canal Zone in Panama. That's where I was born. In and Panama, was, okay. Panama, <clears throat> and right on the banks of the Panama Canal. So, um, and um, that's where I went to school. That's where, uh, uh, you know, I spent most of my, my childhood, all that. And then uh, when I came to college, I came to Minnesota to study music as part, you know, through Miami, I came up all the way up here and then I got going, studying music, playing at the uh, at the U and did big band things. Just a, a lot of array of different things. And uh, and that's how the, the, my musical career kind of started. You know, people kept hiring me for things and hiring me for this and that. And next thing, one thing led to another, and here I am. Well, and you've made it just a nice little capsulized, but as I'm reading your bio, you've also had the opportunity to play with or in front of some pretty impressive people. Um, can you talk about some of the name drop for me, would you? Well, uh, you know, one of the, in college, we played with, uh, geez, with Clark Terry. We had the opportunity to do that, and we did a tour, and we ended up at uh, Carnegie Hall doing that with him. Uh, and then, you know, and, and you know, and other Bob Brookmeyer, it, it, this is all jazz uh, uh, in the jazz genre, big band right. jazz thing when I was doing that. Um, uh, Eddie Daniels, people like that. Uh, what about your solo career? My solo career? Well, my solo career, I did a lot of different things. When I first, when, let me see, let me go way, way back. When I was a kid, one of my first gigs one of my first shows was opening for james brown no way way back in panama yes open oh. for james brown and got to meet the man himself this was a long time ago as a kid i was just you know what i couldn't even and james brown was the man well and of course so that was one of my first shows actually oh. right out of high school that's amazing james yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm going, geez, James. Talk about an impression. I mean, my gosh, you got to watch that afterwards, I'm sure. And you must have gone, okay, this is for me. Yeah, I saw James Brown band and, and talked to some of the band members and was hanging around these guys and saw them do the show, which was, I mean, trumpets are spinning and guys are, I mean, everybody, uh, wow. I mean, it's just. James is just in front, just, you know, the hardest working man in show business. I'm going, boy, I got work to do. As a kid, you would see all that. Like, wow, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? What, when you see that, it's like, wow, how do you do? I mean, it's just. it was. And he kept hard. it up for years. What an impression he must have made on you. Oh, you made an impression. Yeah, and definitely. And he called me over. The funny thing is that I, when I came off the stage and I was walking back to my dressing room, there was a guy with a with a bodyguard to the to my right, and that was James Brown with a bodyguard. And he called me over and said, "Hey, man, that was really good. He encouraged me. He said said some nice things." Right. And I was like, "Wow, 
That's so cool. And it looks as though that inspired you. You came to Minnesota. And since that time, you've played with some heavy hitters from Doc Severinsen to Bonnie Raitt. Yes. Alexander O'Neill, Tracy Chapman. I'm looking yes. at all of these. Ziggy Marley. My gosh. Marley. You've had a wonderful career, haven't you? I've, I've had a wonderful career and I don't want it to end right now. No. And it's <laughs> not going people. to. It's Let's not going it to. Yes. I, to. I'm I singing it. your song. I, I'm singing <laughs> your song, my friend. <laughs> Okay, well, let me think. We we would be amiss if we didn't just touch on your son for just a moment, because oh, sure. of course we enjoy him, and you got to watch him grow up and embrace his own art. And your son, by your same name, Jose James. That's right. And, Do you uh, perform together? Uh, you know when when uh, we, we we did some performances a long time ago when he was much younger. When okay. He was trying to get get himself going, trying to sing, and you know he would come and and do some things with me, with my band, my trio, oh, whatever I was doing. Uh, and I would take him, when I was a kid, I would take him to shows. Uh, you know, I remember taking him to many shows with, uh, with when I was working with Ipso Facto. Uh, we would take him to the shows and he would enjoy that and just kind of running around, you know, as a kid, just being a kid, uh, soaking it all in. I didn't, at the time, I never thought that he would become a musician. Right. You know, I was even thinking of being, I thought, well, this kid's going to be an uh, English teacher or something. You know, he's going to be, <laughs> you know, a teacher of some kind of sort. Surprise. But that, that, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Guess what happened? Right, but, right. You know, I, you know, we tried different things like sports and, you know, he was exposed to a lot of things. But now he's, uh, he's uh, a world renowned singer. So, you know, uh, so, and now he has his own, he has his own label and he just put on a new record. So, Oh, congratulations to him from all of us at Jazz 88 and to you for raising such a cool kid. Oh, he's, he's a cool, he's one of the coolest. I'm speaking with Jose James and he's got a show coming up at Crooners on November 17th. And he's got just a wonderful group of people to help him celebrate the music of Grover Washington Jr. And Jose is a saxophonist, percussionist, and vocalist. And so joining you on stage is who, Jose? On stage, uh, we're going to have on drums, Brian Kendrick. On bass, we'll have Patrick Nelson. We'll have Devo, we'll be playing guitar. And our Tommy Barbarella will be playing keyboards. C. Harris is going to be playing percussion. Of course, I'll be doing, you know, playing saxophone. And then I have an invited, uh, invited a vocalist who's uh, Lamont Keaton, and uh, he'll be doing, uh, he'll sing the vocals. And a couple songs that we, that we, of course, just the two of us, and another forgotten song that Bill Withers sang too, because Bill Withers sang these songs. It's called Soul Shadows. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, this is fun. What time does the show start? The show starts at eight. Okay. So it'll, it'll be a, probably a 90 minute show and get ready to have a great time. Well, I love that. And um, okay. So that's November 17th. You can go to croonersmn.com for ticket information. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you again for your time here at Jazz 88. And it's the music of Grover Washington Jr. Tell us what you're going to be covering. We'll be playing Wine Light, Soulful Strut. A lot of the songs that, that Grover did that you you can recognize, We Can't Live Without Mr. Magic. Oh, that's, the, that's, his, that's his signature song, Mr. Magic. Jose James, I sure can't thank you enough for being part of our Twin Cities community, sticking around. Thank you for being a resident artist that we're so very proud of. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Patty. I really love that you could join me today. And again, 
Jose James doing the music of Grover Washington Jr. right off that album, Wine Light Remembered, with an amazing band, 8 o'clock, November 17th at Crooners. Thanks again. Great to be speaking with you. I always have loved our friendship. Great to be speaking with you, too. Thank you. Have fun at the show. Thank you.